it's been a really busy summer now, which, you know, Steve, that hopefully seems to be settling down. Um, not just the terms in club, uh, you know, not just at the club in terms of personnel, which has obviously seen a lot of comings and goings. But, um, but I mean, what, what's changed at Selhurst Park over the summer, Steve? I mean, what, what are the sort of the infrastructural things that, that, have, that have changed? Obviously, we've got well, a, a new lot, pitch out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ob- obviously, the long term plan is to, is to uh, is to do some really serious work here, have some new uh, stands and things. But 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 for the short term, we've we've done. Uh, We've done pretty well, I think. We've uh, spent, I think it was a million quid on um, the pitch, which involved digging down, I think it was one and a half metres, uh, putting in a new irrigation system. Yeah, we saw that at the, um, at the beer festival, Yeah, it's a serious you? job, isn't it? I mean, the, the, you know, if you like watching diggers... <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> With a pint of We're all kids, angle. really. <laughs> uh, if you like watching diggers going up and down, it was brilliant. Um, but as there's a, been a few there, there is a very a very state-of-the-art irrigation system which we can see right now uh, uh, you know that they can turn it on and off in different parts of the pitch there's the undersoil heating that's been installed or rather the piping's installed they haven't mm-hmm. actually put the boilers in yet they're going to go um, in between the Arthurwaite and the Homesdale obviously that's not quite a priority at the moment because it's R- not winter don't need the boilers yet, in but right yet but, but they're, they're going to come uh, new seating uh, completely new seating in the Arthur Way last time West Ham game it hadn't finished mm-hmm. uh, so there were still red seats uh, where the away fans sit or stand uh, as you can see now it's all blue below the wall in the Arthur and all red at the back so the Arthur now matches uh, the Homestale and the Whitehorse in, in having blue seats at the front uh, what else we've we done? The new gates. Have you seen the gates? No, not yet. Oh, works I've a lot. Seen photos of them. Oh, go and have a look. Beautiful, beautiful gates. Uh, the Stevenson Lounge is really impressive. Okay. So it's um, totally changed that that lounge. The uh, the Steve Coppel Lounge is like a West End nightclub. It's amazing. <laughs> you wouldn't believe you were in Sellers Park. That's always the first there. thing I think of when I think of Steve Coppel. West <laughs> yes, End nightclub. It, the the the, uh, the lounge is not quite as dour as the great man himself. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's an improvement. Um, I'm sure there's more that I can't think of for the second, but but a, a lot of work has has gone on. Is going on. the cladding, as you know, is all is all finished now. Um, you know, it's, we're just trying to bring Selhurst Park up into uh, to be a reasonably modern stadium without spoiling the most important thing of Selhurst Park, which is the uh, the atmosphere. Because that look is good. that you know it's a cliche, but Selhurst Park and the crowd is our 12th man, and right. I think a lot of points we got last season we got because the crowd's close to the pitch, the atmosphere's amazing, we, 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 we really make it hard for casual fans and away fans to get in the home areas by, um, you know, by controlling the ticketing. So we really make this place a fortress and it, you know, if we're going to stay up and compete against clubs that have got billionaire owners with crazy budgets and famous players, we're going to have to do it with team spirit on the pitch and team spirit off the pitch. Yeah, a lot of a lot of clubs this season. I saw sort of pre-season previews. A lot of teams are saying, "I don't really fancy coming to Selhurst this season because of the reputation from last year." I mean, it, it worked in the, the Liverpool game. You know, the, the Chris Stamble game. The crowd were a part of that. You know, yeah, they always yeah. sort of sucked the ball in the goal. For I the think, goal. apart from that Fulham game, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, apart from that game, we've not lost a night game here since we bought the club. Uh, four oh, yeah. four yeah. years ago, and and the atmosphere here on uh, on a dark chilly evening under the floodlights yeah. is not something that an away team relishes. Um, and uh, that Liverpool game was 
probably one of the best games I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of Palace games. It was, uh, it's it was fantastic, special. wasn't it? Yeah, it was not incredible. just the game, but the atmosphere. It was, yeah, it was amazing. That the the, the cheer when that final goal went in was just, yeah. Again, I love it more than my family. I'm, I'm happy. Okay. To, second time, I'm happy to say that. Oh. So, when, sorry, I mean, sorry, obviously, man. you travel away a lot with the club, Steve. I mean, when you go to other grounds, do you do you really feel that that Selhurst has something special? Yeah, I mean, almost everywhere you go, I suppose it's shinier and newer, and yeah, some of them have got escalators. <laughs> <laughs> not like, new, not Newcastle though. Even oh, no, though the no, away fans are no, right not not for the away fans, but there are escalators at Newcastle. No, that's cheeky. We, we went up escalators. That's cheeky. Uh, so they try and get you the, out of breath before Charlton, you get up there. Charlton have a lift. What? Yeah. Uh, so so you know we we haven't got a lot of these things, but but I wouldn't swap uh, a nice shiny dome. Whatever you call them, <laughs> yeah. that, that those clubs have for this place, uh, e- e- even in its slightly run-down state, I wouldn't because because this is home and um, yeah, yeah I, I like it here. I like I like the fact it's slightly slightly South London, slightly yeah. edgy, not not squeaky clean. Yeah. You know, there's, it's not you know it's not a bad thing. That. Speaking of uh, outdoing the away fans, uh, and this will you'll like this, Steve, but you might hate it. Um, I went to Augsburg for the pre-season friendly, mm. and the beer they sell to the away fans. Is 0.5 percent, but the beer they sell to the home fans is four percent. Is that really? a fact? Yeah, that's not technically beer at 0.5. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that's, un- that's unfair. That's that would never happen at Selhurst. That that would never happen. No, that's outrageous. So it's kind of that non-alcoholic stuff that tastes a little bit like Horlicks. I mean, to me, it was still yeah. like a beer. I mean, I I, I can't take you know nothing beer about beer, JD. <laughs> I, I know. I know that. I still got hammered, <laughs> <laughs> and that was only a half. <laughs> So we've looked at the, uh, you know, we've, we've looked at the changes at Selhurst Park itself. I mean, obviously, it's been quite a dramatic summer. Um, one manager exits, another comes in. That period in the middle where certainly a few fans seem to run around like headless chickens. I mean, what's or headless f- lobsters? Headless lobsters, perhaps. Um, what's the feeling around the club now that the the ship has steadied manager wise? And and was there ever that that kind of sense of panic around the place that? whenever you'd read the forums seem to be so prevalent no no I mean you read the forums and you think the world's ending I mean it was ridiculous yeah. total panic obviously Tony did a fantastic job at, at Palace no uh, one's arguing he's that. a great manager but you know he didn't actually go on the pitch and win every game all on his own and um, you know things move on in football and things move on in life and things have always moved on and changes mm. happen sometimes you don't want those changes to happen but mm. when they do you just have to get on with it and Steve um, spent best part of two weeks uh, interviewing people, talking to people, thinking about it, talking with us, t- talking with people who, who know stuff about football, and, and came to the conclusion that, that, that Neil was the right man for the for the job, just like he came to the conclusion Tony was before him. Um, so, and, and, and indeed, uh, that Ian Holloway was before him, and Doggy was before him, and, and he, he got all, all those right. I think every yeah. manager we've yeah. we've had after George has has improved things mm. um, you know Dougie saved us from going down without a doubt I think I think we would have been relegated if um, we hadn't got Dougie in Ian, Ian got us up which was no easy feat I mean people say we were sixth was it or seventh when Ian came in but that that was a hard job to get mm. us up and obviously Tony did really well so you know um, we, we haven't really or Steve hasn't really put a foot wrong yet and I, I think Neil is a very good decision he's a very very experienced football manager He's definitely got a huge spot, soft spot for Palace. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I think helps. I mean, I mean, Tony obviously hadn't got any connection with Palace. So it, it, you don't need that. You don't need 
footballers and managers to be fans of the club. But but he has got a soft spot for us, he, and he he really wants to, uh, to to have a go at this. I mean, Steve, you've you've only recently met him. Obviously, you were a fan. I'm not going to call you a common garden fan ever, but but when oh, was he was at his, yeah, <laughs> his first his first stint at the club, obviously you were kind of with us in the stand. I was totally looking from the outside, but I, yeah. I I seem to remember that that we did pretty well under Warner. I think we were unlucky not to not to get to the playoff final. Was that in his first we, season? First or second season? We, we lost got to the semis. Yeah, we lost that semi Bristol at City. Bristol City. First season, I think. Yeah. Uh, we always lose at Bristol City. <laughs> There's always drama there. I isn't can't there? remember coming away from Bristol City happy. Yeah. No, <laughs> or just uh, Bristol. Yeah, no, it's um, a very nice place. But you know, we did Apparently. pretty pretty well on him, and then and then we were saying earlier on that I think when we went into admin, if we'd won the game that night, we'd have gone into the uh, promotion places, mm-hmm. top six or something. Uh, but in fact, having lost that game because they had to pull uh, Victor Moses, they pulled Victor Moses yeah. out, out of the team because they didn't want him to get injured, and we got ten points deducted, and suddenly we were in the relegation place. But that, you know, none of that was, was the manager's fault, and obviously uh, the owner at that time um, hadn't got any money, <laughs> yeah. as we know. Uh, so to, to to be challenging for the Premier League in a very much a cash-strapped environment. I think I think Neil probably did a pretty good job there. He also got the best out of um, quite a few players. Someone like Darren Ambrose who'd come along and, and had a sort of stuttering career. And well, Darren career. Ambrose did did amazingly well under him. And, and also, I think I think I read that Neil gave sixteen academy boys their yep. first team debut, yeah. including Wilfred. Pretty, no, no, like Paul Hart. I don't Paul think Hart. quite yeah. Wilfred. Hmm. Yeah, certainly Victor. Yeah, Cl- Kleiny, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Ashley Paul Robinson who could forget <laughs> yeah Kieran Cadogan uh, Bostock John Bostock <coughs> Sean, yeah. Sean Scannell you know he, he I, I, I look back on uh, Neil's first time and I think he was one of the, the better Palace managers that mm. we've had for sure and he he said as well didn't he when he came in that he's got un, unfinished business with Palace and it does feel a little bit like that and he it? feels like he possibly owes us something like we heard in the club there I mean, well he said that, that and I think that's very nice of him to say that yeah. but he doesn't owe us anything I mean from what I can understand if uh, if he hadn't gone to, to QPR, um, he uh, the club wouldn't have got 500 grand compensation, and it was costing 500 grand a month to run the club. So the club would have folded a month before it did, but it didn't fold because we came in just in time. But yeah. but a month earlier we wouldn't have come in in time, and if we hadn't completed the fixtures, uh, then you know we'd have been chucked out of, of the leagues, and you know it. it it, I think I think he did do something fairly noble. On the other hand, he got, probably got a fantastic contract yeah. at QPR, yeah. and he's he's a professional football manager. And why shouldn't he? Sort of things he, he get, get a better paid right job. But but I don't. I, the idea that that he walked out on Palace is rubbish. It would mean a lot to him, though, wouldn't it, to to keep personally to keep Palace up this season? Yeah, I think he he was disappointed he couldn't finish the job last time, and uh, and now he's back. We've got a much stronger team that, than than we had under him last time. We're in the Premier League, so. Yeah. I think he's very excited about that. I think he's a incredibly uh, successful football manager, but he's never really been incredibly successful in the Premier League. So mm. he, he does want to prove, if this is his swan song, that he can do it at the top. Because yeah. he's done it everywhere else. He's and got he's, a lot of promotions. He's got a decent squad underneath him as well, Steve. I mean, what, how do you feel about some of the business that's been done over the summer, bringing new players in? I mean, obviously Zaha's in as well. I mean, he adds a tremendous amount of strength. I mean, does does we, does Neil feel like he's got the tools? To do the I job. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but I mean, I look at this team that we've got now. I mean, obviously we, we came eleventh last season, which is m- maybe overachieving. 
we all would probably admit that but you know the squad we got right now is better than the, in my opinion than the squad that, that finished last season mm. uh, you know we've brought in um, a current Scottish international in James MacArthur who by all accounts is one of the one of the best players not playing in the Premier League last season everyone says he was great at Wigan mm. um, and uh, Neil showed me a text from his manager at Hamilton Academical which okay. said he was one of the best players he'd ever worked with fantastic guy you've really chosen someone so wow. he, he sounds great I haven't seen him play yet obviously so he sounds great uh, you know Martin Kelly played for England uh, uh, I've been a bigger fan of watching him since he came in actually Friars is very highly rated I mean you don't get to to be on the books of Man United and, and Spurs if you're not a, a talented young player um, who else has come in uh, Doyle Kevin Doyle Kevin Doyle, I don't know personally a lot about Kevin Doyle, but, but but Neil says he's tried to sign him about three or four times in mm. the past. And, you know, obviously we need at least one centre-forward type player at the club. Mm. And he's very experienced. Um, he scored uh, on his 60th international match last week, mm. I believe, for Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sure he, he's, a, he's a very useful addition. Um, and then AJ. Yeah, and, and AJ, you know, he's partly there for coaching, partly there to, to make a cameo. But as I mentioned uh, before we went on air, I think AJ's eight years younger than Kevin Phillips. Yeah. And I think when Kevin Phillips came here, a lot of people went, what on earth yeah, are yeah. they doing? You know, he's way past it. If AJ comes on for 10 minutes of a game and scores the winner somewhere, we'll forget that he's 33 or 32 <laughs> mm, or however old he is. Uh, you know, it's a short-term deal. He loves Palace. You know, he, he, he really does love Palace. And if he, can, if he can give Dwight Gale a few tips... Exactly. Because Dwight Gale is becoming, in my opinion, a very exciting striker. Yep. Yeah. If he can give him a few tips, just to improve him, and he's improving all the time, uh, it, it'll be worth it just for that. Yeah, agree. Totally I, agree. I think, for me, Dwight Gale is the new AJ, as AJ was the new Ian Wright. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Not want to put any pressure on him. But um, but he's dealing with that already, isn't he? I mean, maybe the pressure that he had to deal with this time last year has, has come away from him a little bit. Yeah, and I think it was good, for, it was good for Dwight he's, he's that he started scoring. Yeah, and it was good he wasn't he wasn't played in every game and he wasn't pressurised to score. And in case he's a young lad, but uh, I'm I'm a big fan of his. And uh, I think I think he'll score some goals this season. But he's, he's, he's scored one already. Um, uh, well, four, four already. Four. Yeah. But that, if, that if I could just put a downer on things, I I have put Gale in my fantasy team. Never score again. So he'll probably his, never score. His record, uh, again, his record so. at the moment. I think he started three games uh, in the last ten games Palace have played. He started three or something because mm-hmm. he he started at Fulham, didn't he? And he started yeah. against Walsall. Yeah. And he started against Newcastle. 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 Uh, but he's been substituting others and he scored something like he scored two against Liverpool two against Fulham three against Walsall he's striking yeah he scored something like ten goals in the last three games eight goals eight eight goals goals, is it I don't know yeah yeah. Goals per minute for Dwight Gale. If you know exactly what that figure is, uh, yeah, you text I, us I, in this. I do have a feeling that this season we're, we're going to score more goals than last season. I think we'll maybe let more in. But yeah, I think so too. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I hope it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, so we've had some players out, of course, as well. Um, most notably, Glenn Murray. Um, yeah. Big, a a big, big fan, fa- big fan favourite. Big I mean, favourite of mine. Who's who I mean, did that come from Glenn? Did Glenn say he wanted to get some playing time? And or, or? yeah, absolutely, that yeah. came from Glenn. Yeah, no, Glenn, Glenn is a great bloke, but um, at his age, uh, especially after a year out not playing football, mm. he he needs to be playing football. And even the most 
you know, even the biggest Glenn Murray fan wouldn't suggest that Glenn's probably going to be our number one striker yeah. in the Premier League this season, starting every game. So I think he wanted to get out and play. Um, and, and I really hope that, that at Reading he does start every game and scores a goal in every game. Um, because, uh, you know, he is a really good centre forward. Yeah. He, he's uh, He proved that. I mean, without Glenn, we, we wouldn't have been promoted. I, I mean, I guess one question that, that a lot of fans might be wanting to know is uh, the answer to is is there space for him to come back if he's scoring goals yeah as far as I understand it he's, he's there till January and, mm. and he and his agent and us and Neil and everybody will review the situation but but uh, it, th- that's as far as it goes at the yeah. moment yeah, yeah same with Doyle yeah. Doyle's here till January as well isn't it so yeah similar, similar yeah. Thing. yeah and we'll we, we, you know, we, we see how it goes yeah brilliant um Steve, thanks ever so much for coming in to talk to us. Um, you know, you're welcome. Given your time, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, hope to do some more in the future. Yeah, cheers.